Hey guys, this is Lisa Hawkins with Christian Warrior Woman. I am so grateful to be here today. Tomorrow is Easter and I want to give out a shout out and thank God, thank my Lord and Savior for resurrection, which is tomorrow that I, I so want to praise God and I hope you do as well for where we are in life. You may not be where you want to be in this time in your life, but the Lord has you on a path to get you to a higher ground and to a, a place of strength and of power. And there are so many things that I can talk about, about being what I'm grateful for, the health of my children, the, the sound mindness that their lives are clean. And I don't have um, children struggling with addictions and, and struggles in that way. And I'm grateful to God for that. I'm grateful to God that they're all working and prosperous and good citizens. I, I thank the Lord for that. And I'm, I'm just grateful for that we're all strong and healthy. And every day we grow stronger in reaching our goals. And the joy of the Lord and the relationship to be chosen of God. The, the thing that I want to talk about today, and I've got a joke as well, is being chosen. You know, the scripture, does, the scripture tells us that we didn't decide to really be saved, right? That the Lord actually chose us. And I think of the people who serve in some religions, thousands of gods. And I, I think about countries that are starving and in poverty and they have these different practices and worship and it's getting them nowhere as a country and as a people but they hold on to that. And we live in a country here in America where you are free to worship God, free to praise God, free to call on the name of God, of Jesus. And so many of us take that for granted. And so I want to praise God most of all for being chosen and living in a nation where I can worship him freely without fear um, of physical harm or being imprisoned or killed or tortured, that my time was such as this, that God put me in a place where he allowed me to be healed and forgiven and able to repent of my sins and to not die in ignorance to who is God. So this is where I was today in my thinking of when we think about it, down to a cellular level, we were born in this time. And if you're in America or in many other countries um, where you're free to serve and serve in any religion, but I'm talking about Christians, that, wow, that that is a gift in itself. And so many people sacrificed for their faith. So, when if we think our sacrifice is that we go to church once a week and we give an offering and we repent for what we remember and we just go on, it is so much more than that when we have a relationship with God and we have salvation. And really want you to think about that 
on this Easter holiday, this Resurrection Sunday? What do you need to resurrect in your faith, in your thoughts, in your dreams, and in your hopes, and in your relationship with Jesus? What you couldn't want something that's just, well, I kind of believe. Do you know in your heart that you believe? Because that is what's going to shift your life and make things be different. We can't be passe. We can't be, well, I believe in a little dabble in a little bit of this and dabble in a little bit of that. And I kind of believe this. The, the word says that we can only be saved if we call upon the name of Jesus, not Buddha and whatever other things that are out there to call on. It is one name. It is one salvation. It is one heaven that we are working for. And I pray and hope that every day that you are, your life is reflecting what you believe and who you serve. So I was thinking that, and then this joke came to my mind, which isn't really a joke. It's kind of, it's more sad. I was thinking, you know, people who have thousands of gods to call on or spirits or whatever they do, their lives should be very prosperous. They have thousands of gods and we have one God. And our one God has made nations uh, more prosperous, has brought more healings than I've ever heard of these countries that have thousands of gods. Because in the end, if you look at which, which people need the others, it appears the folks who serve the thousands of the gods are dying to get to the countries where they're the God that is truly served at the core is one. May not agree with that. That's fine. I was just, this is what my thought was today. And in thinking about that, <laughs> it, it took me to, and I guess this might be my New York sarcasm. It took me to Elijah on Mount Carmel. And for those that may not be as familiar with the story, I'm going to read a part of it. And you'd be like, well, Lisa, what does this have to do with Easter is tomorrow? It has to do with knowing who the God you serve is. We are cel- you're celebrating Easter because it's on the calendar. You're celebrating Easter because you know the power and the strength of Jesus. And what I love, and I guess why I reflected on this um, today, was Elijah's sarcasm in letting these other gods prove that they have power in front of Israel and to prove whose God is real. And I think when we talk to other people and other religions and other whatever, we should come with a confidence of an Elijah to be able to say that, you know what, when I pray and I go to bed at night, I know that my soul and my heart and my family is secure because I believe in the one true God. I don't have to call on Tom, Dick and Harry for every other thing that goes on in my life and hope that those gods will respond. Second, how exhausting is it to know all these different God names and routines and regimens and whatever, 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 right? But in love, we want to not want to be in love when we are talking about our God and they should see our life be blessed in a way that makes them ask, what is it that you do that you have this joy 
that you have this positivity, that you have this faith and that you're always encouraging. If no one's asking and saying those things to you, it's because they're not seeing them. Hello? They're not seeing them. Everywhere Jesus went, did they not know he was there? Everywhere the disciples went, did they not know that they were there? We should be that light at our job, in our neighborhood. When we go to a function or a party, people should sense there's something about that person I need to know. So anyway, let me read you the story on, um, in 1 Kings 18. And I'm going to start at verse 16. And I'm sorry, I really want to note the sarcasm because... We have to become like the Elijah, like, hey, you know, I, I, I love the, the, the tone of this passage because it is so realistic and very much that when we have confidence in something, how we should sound. Okay, so Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. When he saw Elijah, he said to him, Is that you, you troublemaker of Israel? I have not made trouble for Israel, Elijah replied, but you and your father's family have. You have abandoned the Lord's commands and have followed the Baals. Now summon the people from all over Israel to meet me on Mount Carmel and bring, which I want to note, the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah, and that, sorry, who eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent word throughout all Israel and assembled the prophets on Mount Carmel. Elijah went before the people and said, and this is what I would say to each of you, how long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. But the people said nothing. Then Elijah said to them, I am the only one of the Lord's prophets left, but Baal has 450 prophets. Get two bulls for us. Let Baal's prophets choose one for themselves and let them cut it into pieces and put it on the wood, but not set fire to it. I will prepare the other bull and put it on the wood, but not set fire to it. Then you call on the name of your God and I will call on the name of the Lord. The God who answers by fire, he is God. Then all the prophets said, oh, what you say is good. Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose one of the bulls and prepare it first, since there are so many of you. Call on the name of your God, but do not light the fire. So they took the bull, given them and prepared it. Then they called on the name of Baal from morning until noon. Baal, answer us, they shouted. But there was no response. No one answered. And they danced around the altar they had made. At noon, <laughs> this is my, fun, my part, Elijah began to taunt them. Shout louder, he said. Surely he is a god. Perhaps he is, in deep, he is deep in thought or busy or traveling. Maybe he is sleeping and must be awakened. So they shouted louder and slashed themselves with swords and spears, as was their custom, until their blood flowed. Can you believe it? They had to, you have to slash yourself and bleed in hopes that your God might show up? Oy. Let me continue. Midday passed, 
and they continued their frantic prophesying until the time for the evening sacrifice. But there was no response. No one answered. No one paid attention. Then Elijah said to all the people, come here to me. They came to him and he repaired the altar of the Lord and had which had been torn down. Elijah took 12 stones, one for each of the tribes descended from Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, Your name shall be Israel. With the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he dug a trench around it large enough to hold two sealers of seed. He arranged the wood and cut the bull into pieces and laid it on the wood. Then he said to them, Fill four large jars with water and pour it on the offering and on the wood. And as you guys know, if you're trying to light something, you don't pour water on it. Let me continue. Do it again, he said, and they did it again. Do it a third time, he ordered, and they did it the third time. The water ran down around the altar and even filled the trench. At the time of sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward and prayed, Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and I've done all these things at your command. Answer me, Lord, answer me so these people will know that you, Lord, are God and that you are turning their hearts back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and burned up the sacrifice, the wood, the stones and the soil. And also, I like this word licked up the water in the trench. Now, come on, when the Lord ends it, he licked it up. Okay, when all the people saw this, they fell prostrate and cried, the Lord, he is God, the Lord, he is God. And I'm going to end there. My point is, in your life today, there is a struggle going on in your life. You have the ability to be that example among non-believers at your job, in your neighborhood, among your family? And what do you have to do to change your circumstances? You have to call upon the name, the, the one true God and say, Lord, I humble myself. Lord, I ask for your healing. Lord, I ask for your finances. Lord, I ask for you to shift and shake my life. Hey, if, if you have to say, lick up the, the mess of, of the same way the water was licked up, the mess of your life, God, let the Holy Spirit just remove it and let you come forth as a testimony of who he is in your life and who he can be to other women. That's what I charge you with today, that it is Easter and Jesus died for us to have power and authority and to raise our faith to a higher level. That we don't have to sit back and say, woe is me, but we can stand up before men and before women and call out to our God and he will hear us and he will answer us and he will bless us. So what I want you to do is look at your life and think about this Easter. What do you need resurrected in your life? How can you represent him each and every day to others so that in their lost and in their journey, they can see what you have is what they will desire to have. We need to um, make people be encouraged and bring them hope 
and bring them joy and bring them a new birth and a new way of living. We can't walk around stressed, depressed, and oppressed in front of folks and not call on the name of Jesus and then just go, woe is me. We have to say where there is a way, the way is of the righteous, the way is Um, in the direction of Jesus. And he has my front. He has my back. He goes before me and I know I am blessed. I ask you today to stand and say, I call on the name of the one true God and watch him shift and change your life. Not tomorrow, not next year, but he will start the moment you humble yourself and ask. So I want you to enjoy this weekend. I want you to feel the fullness of God in your life. I want you to know to make him real. Get on your knees and pray to God to bring a newness to your relationship, whether it's in your marriage, whether it's with your children, whether it's with your family, whether it's with your boss at the job, but to bring a new way of living with this resurrection, resurrect a different person tomorrow morning. And I just pray every blessing be upon your head this day. I will talk to you tomorrow. I say we're going to wake up tomorrow with a new charge and a new purpose and ignited and just excited about what God has for us. We are chosen. We are a mighty chosen number of women in these last days. And our voices need to be heard, they need to be felt, and they need to be believed. And only you can do that. Love you. And God is waiting for you today. Amen.